0: build i did um hi i have something to start unless you
1: do go
0: tell me something so i went to take a shower oh nice it was good Washed behind your ears i did good water pressure was good 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 heat sometimes the showers here like yeah the water temperature is questionable yep but um i read something that was on the board in there okay on the on the uh, like so in the room they the have a, board? Yeah, they have yeah. like the coach's board on yeah. the wall yeah. that like anyone any coach can use when they're there. So I must have spent a game here. Well, there was a game here last night. And um so the coach wrote on the board the word compete. Yeah. Which fine. And then underneath it wrote, You don't get what you No no. He wrote, You get what you earn, not what you deserve. So like what do you know what that means? Like what would you what would you say that means? You get what you earn, not what you deserve.
1: I'm trying you asking me I'm what I'm asking you. Um I have you a get, point, but just just give me your you off the top of your you head. You get what you earn, not, not what, what you, what you deserve. deserve. Not what you deserve. Okay, so if I'm I, I would say that means like just because you're a good team doesn't mean you just get to win. You have to still earn your victories. Okay. You, you, Fair you enough. You don't get uh you don't Look, like you can flip that, though, right? You could deserve. There's, you could. You can earn your ice. Okay. You could. De- I don't know. Like, yeah, okay. you can, you can still. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is my point. Yeah. Okay. You so I did that. the same thing. Yeah, I read it and that. I was
0: like, okay. On the one hand, it can mean this. On another hand, it can mean this. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really make clear sense what this means. Right. Yeah. So, my my point to bringing this up is, I'm an adult. You're an adult. I was just gonna and say, I'm just going to say 12. Yeah, and I'm reading this, going like. <laughs> I don't really get what that means. So I doubt, I mean, I'm sure in the moment when he wrote it down, or she, whoever this coach was that was in there, said, okay, this is what this means and explained it. And maybe it made sense the way he explained it. But this is why I think it's very important to be very careful with the words that you pick and precise with just anyone, but as a coach, especially when you're trying to communicate a message, that's why we get so hung up on words, right? A lot of times when people listen to the podcast, they'll hear us, we'll say a word and point it out because like, it's a big word or it's funny. Or if it's like the exact word we needed, we'll be like, oh, like good word or like whatever, right? And it's like kind of funny, but to put a serious note on it, it's actually important because if you can't say exactly what you mean, then things get confusing, right? So if you don't use the right word to explain your message, especially if you're a kid it's hard to know what you're talking about because it can turn out to be ambiguous, as we say, right? So one kid that kind of half listened to the coach's explanation could read it after and be like, well, does that mean this or does that mean that or whatever? So like for the coach, obviously, he, he's trying to send a good message, a, a message of some sort that's good. I'm sure that behind that there's something good about it. But when you're a coach, you have to be careful with how you say things because it can turn out to be confusing. So if you don't have the right vocabulary, like this is why it's so important that you read books, man, because you start to figure out what words to use to explain what you're thinking. And that just helps your communication when you're a coach. You know, So if you can explain exactly what you mean because you know you can pull the right words out of your head to say, then that's really helpful when you're trying to communicate a message to anyone. It doesn't just have to be your players could be at work. It could be if you're the boss, if you're leading a meeting, whatever. If you can't say exactly what you're trying to say because you don't have the right words, then it can cause confusion. You know. So I was just I was had a moment reading. I'm reading it on the board and thinking like, okay, you're trying to do a good thing, but this could actually be confusing, as you said. Like when I ask you, it's like it could be mean this or this. It's hard to know. So I, I wanted to throw that out there to. Coaches, you, you get what you earn, not what you deserve. You get what you earn, not what you deserve. Yeah. So it's like if you earn it, do you not deserve it? So like yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? no, that's why. I mean. So it it's like it can be confusing. confusing. And I'm like I said, I'm sure when, once he wrote it down and maybe explained it, maybe the explanation yeah. helped to clarify. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because you could be talking about something specific. Yeah,
0: right. But yeah. point being, if you're gonna use like a slogan type thing like that, yeah, where it's just like a like buzzwords and yeah. a quick little catchphrase yeah. that kids remember. And it's like you have to make sure it's clear what you yeah. mean. Yeah, you don't you know? want
1: to read it and say, do "I suck and blow at the same time." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, exactly. what am I supposed to do? Here? Exactly. Right. right. So right.
0: I just I, I wanted to throw that out there because it's important. It's an important thing. This is why, like, we we talk about you know you reading books or or if people listen to this and they like the way we explain things. That's a lot of the reason why we're able to do that. It's because we can pull the words out of our head that actually make sense, so that yeah. it's clear what we're talking about. Yeah. And if you can't do that, then it can be confusing when people are trying to listen to whatever the messages you're trying to give, right? So, yeah. I want to throw that out there for for the coaches. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's
1: that's good. Like, it, it, what I like about that too is like you're like me, is I'm always I'm always looking for things. So like the smallest little thing that you walk by, if you're unaware and you just go take your shower and you're just trotting along in life you never see that message right so being being like kind of self-aware and wanting to learn things and pick things up and you got your radar on all the time um you see that slogan and you read it and you could have just read it and said okay coach wrote that last night but then you sat there and said okay what what does that actually mean and i do that a lot myself you know i listen to interviews and stuff like interviews and um when i hear it i go wow you didn't really put a sentence together or what are you actually saying you're not saying much
0: yeah saying a bunch of nothing you're not saying much You're not yeah. saying anything at all. Yeah. Oh, actually on that note too, just before we move on, I uh, figured out that if you guys that listen all the time, cause a lot of you guys listen and if you leave a review for the podcast, that's actually really helpful. So on Spot, Spotify or Apple podcast, you can do, give it like a five star or like write a review or something like that. So if you guys, it doesn't cost you anything to do that. So if you take like five seconds and, and do that, that's actually helpful for us. So there's another, another thing that's Helpful. In addition to like the membership stuff, so if you feel like doing that, feel free because that that's actually helpful. So yeah. Um, did you know
1: about this before and just never said it, or
0: I did know about it before. I just didn't really think about it, and it's also hard. Like, I don't like the sales pitch. Shit. I, I was just gonna say like, that's my thing. I know.
1: Yeah, like to subscribe, just I know. Do it if you want. Who cares? Like I know. I, that's not where we're doing this. I know.
0: Like that, that's the thing. Like the yeah. balance of like. But it's, it does help. So, it does help. Like yeah. it's, so, it's good to mention. But it's yeah. like I don't want it to come off like I'm asked like because if you don't do it, it's fine. Like it's, I'm not mad at you. We're yeah. still gonna. We're still <laughs> gonna keep. We're still gonna keep <laughs> putting out the podcast. <laughs> we did not so, do it for likes. I know. Okay, so um, trade deadline was yesterday.
1: Well, it was for certain places. For so certain places. the Canadian Hockey League, it's been uh, it's been ramping up for like the last couple months. And uh, yesterday, is culmination the proper word? Not really. Yeah. Depends on
0: how you're using it. Yeah,
1: I know. How, you, um, how are you using it? Doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, we'll just call it the culmination of the trade deadline. No, it's the yesterday for the CHL, the Canadian Hockey League, was uh, trade deadline, just like they have in the NHL. So for our American um, listeners, that. Aren't really familiar with the CHL, the Canadian Hockey League, OHL, WHL, QHL. Um, that's what that is. And also for the European, for the people in Europe that aren't really familiar with it, we have a trade deadline just like, or the Canadian Junior Hockey League has the uh, trade deadline just like uh, the National Hockey League does just a month earlier. Um, so, yeah, there was a ton of trades. And to keep it relevant to, uh, uh, because here's here's the thing. A lot of the times, there's a comp- – not a competition, but there's a um, a comparison many, many times in the hockey world. Can- Canadian junior hockey, like CHL, mm-hmm. versus verse or versus? I don't know. versus. Whatever. I think it's versus. Again, it doesn't matter. Um, kind of. It does, though. Uh, <laughs> versus NCAA. Yeah. And what you get is a, a, sometimes people have really strong opinions, and I understand. Especially if you're a, a Canadian kid that does that they, that doesn't is a big fan of uh, American NCAA hockey and vice versa, right? So, anyways, and so to be clear, the NCAA has their version of a trade deadline, and that's called the. In 2018, they started the transfer portal, and I'm not real familiar with it, but I'm, I've I've heard the term and I've had a couple of my players use the transfer portal, so. The trade deadline. So, and the reason I'm saying that is because I know that there'll be people, maybe parents or people that listen to a clip of this and say, "Why, why do they take 17 or yeah, 17 to 20 year old kids and just trade them around like that?" And they make it a real negative thing. Uh, and that'll be someone like from the the state, like from the states that is a college uh, uh, lover, where they you do have your own thing. It's called the transfer portal. So, like it's. It's the same thing. That's what I'm saying. Is there, so that's a comparable thing.
0: Is there a deadline on like the there's, transfer process? Like, yeah, have to do yeah, by yeah. Certain yeah and stuff I, like I
1: believe, like, like I said, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm not all NCAA. Well, I know. I know we've had a couple guys do it. Yeah. But so I, just I don't think don't there's a, deadlines yeah. associated with it. Well, it's it's. Uh, I think it's incumbent. <laughs> Holy. <laughs> What are these words right now? <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, I read a, I've been reading a book uh, incumbent on on the player. I believe I think it's the player's decision to do that.
0: yeah, it, it definitely is that. Yeah.
1: so there's a period of time where you can put your name in the transfer portal. I just read it the other yesterday or today. Uh, and and then I think the when you put your name in the transfer portal, then, your name goes in it makes your team aware so if i play for michigan state it goes into the, the coaches and the athletic directors or whatever know that you are looking at transfer they can look at it and um either talk to you talk you through it or agree to it whatever it is that's what it is so and then the other side of the ncaa so just to just to not beat up on the i'm not beating them up i'm just saying just to make it a fair argument is it, is here
0: comparable yeah. yeah it's
1: just because i know people will sit there well they should be trading 17 year old kids anywhere and we're going to go through that is i've seen several and this is not to beat them up but i've seen several players that i've coached get uh not letters of intent but commitments and then those commitments have been taken away so that's a different form of uh you know, like you could say you got a college scholarship and when they compare it to the Ontario Hockey League or whatever, they make it like, a lot of the times they make it sound like it's it's better because it's school and all that, but there's a lot of comparables. It's just done different ways, different terms and what's acceptable here in Canada because we're used to it and we've lived our life that way, might be different from the States and it doesn't make it better or it doesn't make it worse. It's just the way they, they do things. Does yeah, that make for, sense? Yeah, yeah, for sure. The bottom line is that you're playing at the highest level that you possibly can as an amateur and there's... Uh, uh, it's a competition. So like make no difference. The Windsor Spitfires of Guelph Storm and the Hamilton Bulldogs want to win championships as much as the Michigan state, uh, Notre Dame and Boston college do. And they do whatever they can to win at the end of the day, it's a business. So if we, when, when people forget about that, then
0: yeah, it's, it's not it's, just a
1: game at that point.
0: It's and, very, it's very the same kind of dynamics. Like there's, there's day to day things that are different, but yeah. The like processes are basically the same, yeah. like the rec- from the r- recruiting process to the signing your commitment or card process to you're guaranteed this versus that process. Like there's a ton of parallels between yeah. the the school route versus the CHL route, yeah. and so it's not it's not that different. Um, yeah, and if you're
1: not producing in either one of those leagues, then they tend to want to get rid of you, right. just like a pro. Yeah, guys
0: running, whether I mean the, the OHL is a little bit more. Because of the way the trade thing is set up, it's a little bit more, I'd say it's a little bit easier for those transfers to happen just because of the way it's set up. It seems like more of a process in the NCAA, right? Yeah, it does. For sure. OHL, like things can happen quick. Like in one day, it could be like all of a sudden you're from here and you're going here. Whereas NCAA, it's not really like that. Like I think if you transfer, I don't know if you have to, you have to redshirt a year if you transfer. If no, senior? that
1: used. To, I think that was the. That used to be what it is, right? I think it changed in two eighteen. Yeah, because I, I mean, believe. I mean, even in, just before COVID.
0: Yeah, because even in you for U sports, like playing at the CIS, if you transferred school to school, unless unless you were graduate, unless you had graduated. So if you do like a four year degree, you can't transfer and play right away unless you went to do a master's after your four year degree. So you can have kids that do their four their undergrad at whatever school and then they go somewhere else to do their masters they can hop right in and play but if you try to transfer within those two those four years of your undergrad then i don't think you can or if you come back from pro and want to play canadian college you have to sit for a year before you do that i don't know if that that's still but i'm sure it is but there's a lot of different things that are like that but it's all the all trying to accomplish very similar goals at whatever the level is that you're you're working with right so yeah so so anyways the uh
1: that was a long way to get to this, but so over the last couple months, like, so in Ontario, you saw some teams starting to make moves early. Like North Bay was making moves early because they had a pretty powerful team and they started plucking players. So the trade deadline to them wasn't such a dramatic change. Right. Like they kind of had a pretty good idea what their team was going to be. Um, and you saw a couple of teams uh, do it that way. And then, but the last couple of weeks had been big time. So like, and the trades were like, wow, like draft picks. Like uh, Saginaw yesterday traded Pavel Minch- Minchikov to the Ottawa 67s for nine picks. Nine. That's a, that's incredible. Yeah. So that's there's questions within that, right? There's and we saw a lot of the teams out west. There was ten picks or twelve picks that one team made for yeah Zellweger, for, yeah for Zellweger, yeah, um, early picks and stuff like that. So uh, it, it's really interesting. So like I wanted to talk about some of that stuff about the the philosophy and I'm not a general manager, so I'm only speaking as a, like a player and I get kind of get the game, but I, I don't have that. I mean, I'm not a GM, so right. I can't see where it's at, but it's, it's, but anyways, I want to talk about how that how some of this goes through the good, the bad, the ugly, um, what maybe a GM or a coach is thinking, an organizations thinking, and, and then taking, taking, uh, uh, taking through a player's mindset maybe, yeah. and, and parents mindset and, and, uh, what was the other mindset I was thinking to talk about is just, um, like, I guess when, when I was a kid, when someone got traded, it it seemed like, and it, it seems common when you talk to people that aren't really in the game, it's like, Oh, what, how come they didn't like them? Or it seemed like it was always a negative. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily mean it's negative. Oh yeah. So. What I,
0: mean, I mean, well, maybe the, a uh, clear example to like kind of lead you into what you want to talk about. Obviously Windsor had the, the blockbuster Shane Wright trade where same thing, they traded eight picks and a guy or something like that. So you look at that, and if you're taking the – that's a pretty – I think it's pretty clear to see why Kingston might do that. So you got – some
1: people, yes, and some people, no.
0: Right. So I'm going to – I'll lay out kind of a couple of the things, and then you can take a deeper dive however you want to take it. So for Shane Wright, obviously fourth overall to Seattle started there. They just sent him back. Just played at the World Juniors. And now he's got maybe, because is Kingston. How's Kingston doing this year? Are they playoff they're, team? I think they're middle of the pack on the East. So they're not going to win. They're not necessarily going to win the championship. Like, I mean, cr- crazy things happen, but unlikely. So if you're from Kingston's perspective, okay, here we got one of the top players in the league and he's going to be here for two months and then he's gone for sure. So if I'm Kingston, it's like, okay, we're going to lose this guy. So instead of just letting him go out the door and we have nothing after that, it's like, okay, we can make this move, get a bunch of either young players or a bunch of picks to help build the team up again in a few years once he's gone. So instead of just hang on to him for the sake of hanging on to him, it's like we can make that move and and that will help our team. And then if you look at it from maybe from Shane Wright's perspective, it's like, okay, I'm here for two months. What do I want to do? I want to win a championship, right? And Because I know I'm gone next year. I'm not going to be back. So that's where you can see that's a good example of where both parties would be happy with what's going on. It was a good situation. It wasn't, or it wasn't necessarily a bad situation that led Kingston to say, we need to get rid of this guy. And from Shane Wright's situation, it's not, I hate Kingston. I want to leave. Right. So that's just kind of one example to kind of lead you into whatever you want to, wherever you want to go with that.
1: Yeah. So that was what I kind of was going to say is like, why would, why would a team trade a player? Like, like obviously there's reasons, but, Like what makes a team trade a player? And you look at a when you're taking one of your star players or someone that is a a fan favorite, you you hear that he's up for trade or he got traded, and you get picks. It's like on the onset, you go, well, that's no good. It can't be any good for us. Or they get a player that's uh, two players that are different styles than the guy that you got rid of. You say, well, uh, what are they doing? This is crazy. But at the end of the day, when you're making a trade, like it's it's for the team. It's like you want to make the team stronger right or make it stronger for the future. Yeah, so like weaker
0: it, to make it stronger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So like when you're making when you're making a trade, you're you're looking at okay, how do I make my team stronger for the future and for now? So um if you're not on a winning if you're not going to win especially in junior hockey, if you're not if you're not going to win or if you're not in the hunt to win a championship or to go really deep in the playoffs, then you got to look at your the assets that you have and say okay, like we're going to keep this 19-year-old around for two months, like you said, or do we give him a chance? Like, and that's, and, and I got to be honest with you. I think like from a lot of the people that I've dealt with in junior hockey, they, they try to do the best for the kids as well. Like I know a lot of people say, no, they don't. They're just, they treat them like a piece of meat. Yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes, yeah, for yeah. sure. Sometimes, but for the most part, you know, these people have been around the league for a long time and they're, they try to treat the kids good and try to give them their best, you know, do what's right for them. So they try to make the team better, bottom line. Yeah, for sure. So we get, we we trade him and get different assets or whatever. So do you have something to
0: say? Well, just from the player perspective too, I'll probably keep trying to throw a little bit of the player perspective on it. I know you can speak to that too, but just to give a little different angle on it. I remember just playing junior also, when you're going into your last year or you know you won't be back necessarily, like you want to win. So players don't want to end their career like not making the playoffs or not going deep into the playoffs, right? So I, I just remember that that mentality with older guys that I played with. And then once I was the older guy, it's like you want to win, man. When you know you're going to be done, you want to give it a good last push to make it. And then you're off to the well, next but, thing. But right? even
1: especially if you're a last year guy and you don't have a pro contract. Right. You, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you, you exactly. try to end that off the best you can Absolutely. for a couple of reasons so you can so you can win and end it on the right, on the right note and maybe to earn one.
0: Yeah, exactly. You go deep in a playoff run. Yeah. And that's what you see, even with like just another example that, um, going back to the team thing, what you were saying with, you know, building for the future, like sometimes teams will make themselves weaker to get stronger. Yeah. You saw that, you see that with, with Saginaw, right? Like not yeah. one of the picks they got for Minjakov was for next season. Right. It well, it was 20, it was yeah. 2024. Yeah. To twenty twenty five, twenty six. There's obviously there's there's more wrinkles to that because maybe they trade for other picks and yeah. whatever, but or for other players. But you can see that also from the team perspective. It's like, okay, hey, we're gonna give this guy his shot, which is why you most of the time just see older guys getting traded. You don't mm-hmm. you don't see as much the younger guys unless it's part of a bigger deal.
1: Yeah, and but, I also believe, and I'm not a hundred percent sure of this, my son's in the league, I probably should know this. <laughs> But I do believe that I know there's a, a window to, that you can trade a first round pick. It's a small window and it's yeah. it's not to disrupt their school. And they don't, they're not big fans of moving first year players. So I, I'm actually pretty sure that if you're a first year player, like a 17 year old, that I, I, I you'll have a hard time finding that. Yeah. Um, I don't think you could trade them because of those purposes. So there's some integrity with this too, right? So that's why I think you see 18 and up.
0: Yeah, I th- regardless, that's that's typically the dynamic you're going to see though, right? If if it's a guy that is close to done, let's give him a shot and then help build our team for the future. So we're going to take the hit for the rest of this season so that we're better in seasons coming up, and then you're giving that kid his last his last whack at it to try to win a championship or whatever. So I just I clearly remember that dynamic in my head like when you're coming to the end it's like you want to push to get to get a win so guys don't like going out their last year not making the playoffs or whatever so that's another reason why you don't typically see teams holding on to their top guys when it's going to be over it's, it's not making a big run. right yeah.
1: yeah so yeah what you see is you see like they're so they they build to gain assets or they build for upcoming years a lot of the times so you're either building for uh, immediate to try to win or you're building for upcoming years and building assets there like so Ottawa's has uh, obviously done a very good job because they had a whole bunch of picks stockpiles so that's the other thing is you'll see a lot of these trades in juniors for so many draft picks it's like well what is a draft pick in 2026 gonna do for us right now but the, the the deal is that you have so many draft picks that you can package draft picks up and get good players so those are just become assets and like I think Ottawa did a really good job with it because they had a lot of uh they have a good team and they're a fairly No, i wouldn't say young team at middle of the pack age like 18 a lot of 18 19s and they had a lot of draft picks so they got a good team still and they managed to get arguably the best defenseman in the chl in Minchikov to come and play for them and logan morrison who's an overage goal scorer without giving up players. a whole yeah players And they still got draft picks. So it's like, wow, that's that's a job well done.
0: Yeah. And one thing that I really like about the, if you follow the OHL, well, even the team accounts, I guess, but the OHL accounts, when they um, post about what the trades are, they put in brackets where the pick came from, right? Which is cool because of the eight picks, I don't know if I'm, I think I'm thinking of the Shane Wright trade, but in brackets, if you look at the picks they traded, a lot of them weren't their picks. Yeah, right? they're from It a, was like from a, trade. another trade, yeah, right? Yeah. So this is one thing that people maybe don't know um, or aren't aware of as much is like you feel like when you're trading picks, you're trading your team's picks. And a lot of times teams will make trades to get picks to make other trades, right? It's not just we're giving up potential future draft picks. It's that we're taking these on purpose so that we can make deals again later. You know what I mean? So th- it's cool to see if you go and look at some of these accounts posting their trades, you can see... Where the picks came from that they put in a in a deal, you know what I mean? And then I was I was saying to you too, like imagine being the guy keeping track of this. Yeah. You got to keep track of all Good these thing, trades and yeah. all these picks and everything. Holy crap! Good thing there's an internet. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, uh,
1: a lot of times uh, as a fan or as a as a, a a team, a player on a team, you wonder why 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 would they trade this guy when like we had one this year with uh, Guelph where they traded uh, Sasha Pastajov, Sasha Sasha Pastajov was like a top top scorer on our team and played on the u.s development team and national team and like drafted and signed to uh anaheim and came out of nowhere like they traded for uh max domestikov and the numbers weren't like if you looked at the numbers alone you sit there you go like a lot and a lot of people were like why how could you get rid of sasha Right, and I love I love Sasha. My the teammates loved him and all that stuff. And like, if you just looked on paper, you'd say, "Well, this, we got fleeced, right?" The team got fleeced, but you know, our our general manager in in uh, Guelph knew what he was was doing. He just need he, you know, if you look at it, Sasha was, was going to definitely been his last year, and Max has got two more years left, and he's a very offensive player. So, and then he just the way the team was trying to be built for the next year or two you see oh so so max came in and just started potting goals plays a really fast game whereas sasha played a game where it was a really slower patient game and he could just like a got it a crafty, was a really cerebral man. crafty game and you know for some guys that might be hard to play with because you know it's like bang bang give me a puck where he's can hang on and yeah. have a little bit of patience so you could see where oh now i see where that fits in well plus, plus so, so
0: they had picks too right or no was it a one for i
1: believe one? they got picks i don't know i i forget but let's say they did. Yeah, whatever. I think they did. But, but the point is, is like a lot of the players probably went, what, what's going on? We got, a guy, we got a guy with 30 points and we're taking a guy with five or a 10. What, what, what's going on? But then it, then it makes sense long-term and it makes sense.
0: Yeah, and I mentioned this.
1: As a playing style, like filling positions and stuff.
0: Yeah, I mentioned this previously too with that specific trade, but that was an interesting one because I didn't, I, I remember saying that I heard an interview that George did talking about that trade. And these are things that people that are just sports fans or whatever don't think about, right? So what George said with that trade specifically, I know I might be repeating myself, but whatever. He was saying that Sasha, it was, it was likely at the time that Sasha was going to go play for Team USA in the World Juniors because he had played before, right? That didn't end up happening, but it easily could have. So now you're missing your top guy for a month, and then he's probably gone next year, Right. So yeah, there's that's another th- thing, yeah. There's another situation where similar to some of these older guys that get traded, it's like you you don't expect this guy to be back. We're gonna be missing him for a month. And the position Guelph was in, it's like we need to win some games. We need to have our top guys here. So for Guelph and then for Sasha too, it's like you're giving him a chance to go to Sarnia, who's a really strong team, and make a run Making possibly a run. there, right? Yeah. So it's like there's another thing people don't think of from guelph's perspective you could sit there and be like what the hell why would they get rid of this guy but then when you actually dig into it a little bit more and, and hear the reasons why now it starts to make a little bit more sense right yeah, that's why some guys have jobs doing this and yeah, some, yeah, guys, yeah, and some right. people are just fans yeah yeah that's right? right
1: uh the other thing would be why does a player why does a team player fair why does a, t- a team trade a player the, the player doesn't fit the model anymore right yep. like you can draft a player and you think okay this is this is a player that we have, and it's great, and and it could be doesn't fit the coach's style. It's not the player that you thought he would be. He's not producing. He's uh, uh, he doesn't play the style that you thought he would play, and it's just it is just not a good fit anymore for and the and the team could look at it like for both, like maybe we're not a good fit for him. But he's not a good fit for us, and then they you know they try to give him a better place to go and make the team better as well. Yeah, right.
0: And then I think there's that, and then there's also that. Um, I mean, to go back to kind of we talk about roles a lot. I've mentioned this before also, if you have too many horses that play the same way, then there can start to be some conflict with what's going on, right? So if you have, if you have three guys on your team and all of them like to carry the puck through the neutral zone, well, only one guy gets to have it, right? So it's like, okay, we have three guys that do the same job instead of keeping all three where they get frustrated because maybe they don't get as much ice, or they don't get the as many touches as they'd like, maybe we can move them and get a couple different role players that can fit better around the guys that can carry the play, right? We don't need you don't need nine of the same player on your team. That's why you have roles. That's the point of roles, right? And oftentimes if you have you look at top top teams in the NHL or top yeah, I guess top teams, like McDavid and Dreisidel, they don't play the same way because that would be conflicting. Back in the day, like when Chicago was unreal like Taves and Kane don't play the same way Crosby and Malkin they play a more like more more of a similar style but they're still very different players right so and that's why you won't typically see two three guys that are exactly the same so there's just less another fuel for for moving guys or or whatever
1: uh, an- another thing that a lot of people maybe they think or don't think about is sincerely from both sides uh a f- just a fresh start because you you know that there's, you know, when someone drafts you and they, they sign you and stuff, they they sign you because they think that you're going to be a good player, whether you're a player or a goalie, whatever, right? And the coach or the GM sees that it's there, but it's just not there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it just isn't like showing up. I know that this kid can score 25 goals. I know that he can. And it's like, oh, I I see that he's he's close. And it's like, there's just a little bit missing here and there. And you can see the frustration and stuff. and. And, and you're pushing for him and you really want him to do well, but you can just see it's like not going the way that the kid needs it. That's and, just not happening. And and, yeah. and, and, and eventually they both come to an agreement, like the general manager come to the kid and say, listen, uh, maybe he's hard on him, maybe he's not, whatever. But at the end of the day, they come to an agreement that, listen, I can I can move you. Or the kid says, I, I just think I need a fresh start. And maybe the GM says, I agree with you. And, and you get an equivalent asset for that player. And a lot of times you see someone have – the career that they were supposed to have because it maybe just wasn't the right environment for them or as they were in that environment, they're putting pressure on themselves to produce and whatever the external things are going on or internal things going on with, the, with your head games that you might play with yourself. Maybe there's just this environment here in Windsor, Ontario is just not working for me. And then you go somewhere else and it's all of a sudden bang, good. Maybe you get off to a good game. Maybe it's uh, the, this, the thing that you needed. And sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes it's just, you're not a good enough player. But a lot of times that is a thing that it's just a fresh start. You can reset the whole thing if you if your head screwed on right. You Can reset your whole mindset and just look look as you said manifest earlier today. Manifest what it's what it's going to be like, and you could change in a in a heartbeat and have a really nice career. So like that's what I'm saying is like trades aren't necessarily negative, right?
0: No, the thing that came to mind is when uh, remember when Castle was in Toronto, yeah, and then he gets shipped to Pittsburgh. After that, was it Pittsburgh? Right after that, I think so. Toronto, to Pittsburgh. I think that was what, what happened. He went
1: Castle. Pittsburgh, Toronto, wasn't? it? No, Toronto, no Pittsburgh. Toronto, Pittsburgh. Yeah, you're right.
0: But it was nah. like, yeah, it was Toronto, was Pittsburgh. It? Yeah, yeah. So, um, for that, for yeah, him, right. because before that, he was on Boston. Yeah, right? you're right. Yeah, there you go. But One nut. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 but so he's in Toronto. It, that's that's a good example of like you can see. That he's got maybe some capability to be the franchise guy and it just wasn't happening they couldn't they couldn't make the team around him. it just wasn't wasn't working for whatever reason and then he goes to pittsburgh where he's not necessarily the franchise guy but he's still obviously a huge piece of pittsburgh and then he has a couple of great years and wins stanley cup you know what i mean so it's like could just be a need to change a scenery or whatever especially in like some of the canadian market teams you got all the media shit and whatever. And if you go to a team in the States, like they don't really care as much about hockey over there. So yeah. well, and some, some guys like
1: that's a good example. Taylor Hall might be another one. Yep. Is uh, yeah, there you go? Th- some guys are superstars, but they're not the guy that you want to hang your hat on or, or you put all the pressure on. Sometimes the, the superstar needs to be a second line, third line yep. fiddle. And then he'll just, you know, Excel.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of those for sure. And I think I for feel sure. like most, most first round picks and, and arguably most first overall picks even end up being something like they need support, right? Like, because there's very few of them that are like Crosby, McDavid, McKinnon that are just like they can carry the squad kind of thing. But even McKinnon, arguably, like he's got good support on that team. Right. It wasn't oh, and, like a,
1: and it, it took him a couple of years. Yeah. He was an incredible player. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Most yeah. of them aren't gonna a lot of times people will think specifically about the first overall, like they're gonna be the guy that turns the team around solo, like you can just hang your hat on. And there's not a lot, even first overall guys where it's like that. You know, like you go as far back as like Nugent Hopkins, Tavares, like all these guys that were like top notch. Tavares is another good example of that. Like was one of the best or one of the top junior hockey players maybe ever
1: in the OHL? Well, I think where people have to really understand it, and I don't know if people actually can, like until you play, like I've used this before, like you could be a superstar. You, you mentioned this Connor Bedard's game translate. And then like, I'm sure it does. Like, I'm sure it does, but not today. Like, and, and even you look at McDavid, he was like a, a star coming in, but he wasn't, he doesn't understand that game as an 18 year old as like he does now, because if you, if you think about it, like you're a really good, your first overall centerman drafted in the NHL. And then you're lined up against Patrice Bergeron. Well, that face off, the chance of you winning that face off is very, very slim. Not saying that you're not going to, but it's very, very slim because he's taken thousands. I can't, how many face offs and he, and he understands the pressure and where to put it, and he can read you like a book because he's done this thousands and thousands of times. So, so that first overall picker, that young guy, has to learn how to get to that. It's the experience that'll get you right. It's it's coming in on, you know, what you did in junior or even the first couple of years of pro. If you're coming, if you're if you're entering a zone offensively, and let's say you take whatever angle well, that defenseman, that veteran defenseman, has seen this, and he might have ten years on you. And he's just that much bigger, stronger, but, but even more importantly, he's done this and he was a first round pick. Most likely if he's in the NHL himself with 10 years experience. And he's had this zone entry hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times with guys better than you. So that this is not a shocker to him, right? So it's, it's that experience that makes a big difference to come in. So yeah, the pressure thing is you have to learn, learn and earn, right?
0: Yeah. So if you'd like bring it back to the trade thing that's what a lot of times to your point about the fresh start. It's like, sometimes you get these guys that maybe they, there was more expectation than they were capable of delivering, or there was more expectation than they were capable of delivering in that situation. And like Tavares is another good example with New York, like just couldn't get him over the top. So after what, whatever he was there for five, six years, maybe I was like, okay, like this ain't working. And we'll try to start over because you have that one guy, if he's supposed to be your guy, you can't bring in another guy until that guy's gone. You know what I mean? So a lot of times, whether it's OHL, CHL, or, or the NHL, you can see that a lot where it's just, we gotta, we gotta shake things up yeah. kind of
1: thing, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, a lot of times that, uh, a, a player asks to be moved because he's just not happy. And what does not happy mean? Well, a lot of times it's ice time. A lot of time it's you know, they just can't seem to get up the depth chart. But sometimes it's just like, like, and I know that a lot of people say, well, if you're not tough enough, suck it up. But a lot of kids miss home. <laughs> like a lot of kids just would rather, like if you if you come from where we live in Windsor, Ontario, that's the southernmost point in Canada, and you get dropped to the Sioux Greyhounds or the Sudbury Wolves or the Ottawa 67s, you're 8 to 10 hours away. And maybe just playing in London or Sarnia or Saginaw, like – or Guelph where you're two, three hours away makes all the difference where you can see your mom once in a while, you see your mom and dad once in a while, your brothers, and you can, if you get to go home, you got two days off and the team says you can go home for a day, you can actually do it. Like that, that could be a thing. And then, you know, so that sometimes a team will trade a kid just because because when you, when you have that issue where you're, you're, you're gone, mentally gone, you can't perform anyway. So if a team recognizes that, that's another reason why they say, yeah, we're gonna, we'll, we'll, we'll make you happy. If you can, if we get the right assets and stuff like that, right?
0: Yeah, there's a human element to trades too that people don't see. I know maybe, maybe we're going to talk about this a little bit after, but um, just maybe to mention it now, like people don't think about some of those other circumstances sometimes, especially if you're like, uh, if you're a fan, if you're just a fan and you watch the games, you forget about like the people that are behind it. You know what I mean? It's not just like there's there's a lot of life circumstances. Most of your time is spent away from the rink and away from the gym and there's a lot of other things going on that people don't necessarily see. So if you have, you know, you live in a, a place where you have a lot of really close friends and then you got to move, you know, or if you're playing pro and you have a wife and kids at a house and then you get moved across the country, it's like, these are things that people don't necessarily see uh, and they don't know what it feels like. Right. So it's easy to, you know, have your judgments about the value of a trade or the reasons for a trade or whatever. And, and sometimes you'll see, a trade happened where it looks like a team did get the, the lower end of the deal. And it might just be that they had no choice. Like this kid just said, I can't play here. Like I can't do it anymore. And they have, do they have to get this kid out of here? There's some, they have to do something to yeah, get him out of there's here. There's
1: a mental state that, the, yeah. that, that is just not, he's not in a good mental state now. He can't perform. He misses home so much. He, he does, hates the city. I mean, that, that could happen.
0: Well, dude. And I, I remember that for, for me, like I'm a, I'm really tight with my family and, because I have that, getting away from them is hard because like, I want to see them. I want to hang out with them. We're tight. And I remember when I got traded, it was like, it was three hours away, but it was like, I'm completely out of my circle. I'm completely out of my friend circle. I'm completely out of my family circle. All those connections are weakened or gone. And most of them for the friend circle, most of them are gone. Like just overnight, it was like gone. Connections gone, not talking to people anymore. Going to a new place where you don't know anyone and you don't have any social connections at all. And for somebody that, like me, my the type of person that I am, I wanted to be close with my family. So that's hard. And other guys, it's not like that. Other guys, it's like they're happy to move to Sudbury and be like, I never have to see my family. Awesome. You know what yep. I mean? So yep. it's it, Or they could just
1: park it and say, I'm here for hockey, and they could just do it. Like yeah. And it's cool. Right. It's not everybody's built the same way. Exactly. It so doesn't make anyone good or bad.
0: Yeah. So there's those yeah. those human those human elements, personalities that you got to deal with, right? When I got traded from Sudbury to Hamilton,
1: <laughs> I was very excited. It was great. So I got to Hamilton, and the first house I went to, and I'm not saying this is negative, not not their problem. So th- this is a funny story, actually. So I'm fired up. We had a game that night. We were playing against Peterborough. So I got in mid-afternoon, and one of the guys, actually, John Koppel, he listens to this all the time. So hi, John. Anyway, so he picked me up, uh, but before he picked me up, so I went, was getting changed, and uh, as I got in the house, there's two cats. I'm like, oh, no, I, I can't. My eyes will well up like I'm allergic to cats, like nobody's business, like that. I, I, I get snot face, furnace face, red eyes, can't do a cat's. So anyways, okay, no big deal. And then the lady, Linda was her name. She goes, oh, Eddie, uh dinner's ready. And good thing I didn't say I was starving. So I went up the stairs, and it's not good or bad. I just never seen this before. So I walked upstairs. I looked at the table. I went, what is that? Like I didn't say it out loud, but like it looked like a cat puked in a in a in a casserole dish. I've never had a casserole. Our house, we never had casseroles. I didn't know what casseroles what were. So it turned out to be tuna casserole, but it looked like the cat went and puked in a bucket. So I went. Oh, I said, Oh no, looks great. Seventeen, right? Looks great. I said, But I, you know what? I ate on the way here. I'm I, like I'm. I actually be too full. Oh, okay, great. So I went to the game. and went to the rink. Had a hot dog or something like that. And played the game, came back, and then we went on a road for a couple of days and then came back and it was Sunday morning. So we got back late. I think we came back from Belleville or something. So came back late in the morning, probably 2, 3 in the morning. And uh so 7 o'clock in the morning or 8 o'clock in the morning, Here, Andy, time to get up. And I said, oh, no, 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 we got the day off today. It's uh, I'm going to sleep for a little bit. She goes, oh, no, it's time for church. And I was like, <laughs> like oh, okay, I don't do that either. So fortunately. Went to the rink, called, okay, hey, coach, just to let you know, I'm allergic to cats. Like, you look at my eyes, you look at my face. Um, and, you know, that was what, that's what I used. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. We'll get you another place. And I went to this Brian and Janice. They had a two-year-old kid. And it was, like, the perfect place. And I'm not, and so but the thing was, it's, uh, they're not bad people for having cats. And they're not bad people for not cooking the way I like it when I move into their house. But it's an issue. And there's some kids that would go to that situation and say, okay, I can't say anything. To the coach will kill me. Uh, and, and then you just become unhappy, sick. Eating tuna casserole that you don't know is actually food, but it's actually probably not bad. All that stuff is not a good fit, right? So that could that could wear on you. And it's like when you're 17, sometimes it's hard. You 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 know, can I just go in the fridge? Like I, I can just go in your fridge and just take whatever I want because I live here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know.
0: I remember I went uh, so on Friday I went to visit see my billets when I lived away, and uh, hadn't seen him since uh, before the the covids. So I hadn't seen him for a few years and i just like having the flashbacks like going into my old bedroom and and you know remembering what it was like being in there so for different different personalities man it's hard to deal with like there's a lot of things there's a lot of things outside of just the playing part that people don't think about you know and it can be especially when you're in those critical development years when you're 16 to 20 whatever like those are huge huge years man and if you're in a situation that's not necessarily the best it can be, it can wear on you, man. So that's just another reason where, where things can go off the rails, right?
1: Yeah, 100%. So just maybe just a couple other reasons. This, these ones might be just um, maybe more on the negative side from a team, uh, where but it's just a reality. Sometimes a team gives up on a player. They watch, they've been, they've been somewhat patient, and they just go, you just don't have it what it takes you. We're going to have to get rid of you. And yep. that's, you know, that, that's that. Sometimes it's the kid's an asshole. Yeah. You can have a badass kid you know, late for everything, uh, uh, bad attitude, not good in the dressing room, you know, it's time to get rid of this kid. That happens. And that's not the team's fault necessarily. How do you blame them, right? Um, And then sometimes they'll trade a kid because, you know what, he is a good player. This is actually a very common one. You are a good player. You're a really good player. And our team's really deep. And we want you to succeed, but you're not, right now you can't beat out this guy. And this guy and this guy so yeah that's another one out. i'm going to do you a favor eric and the oshawa generals would like to, are very interested in you and i'm going to do you a favor and from what i can see by if you go to oshawa and based on what they tell me you're going to probably play on the third or second line and you're going to flourish and you're going to get you're going to get an opportunity that you need
0: yeah for sure and, man.
1: and you know that's a nice thing from a from a coach or a team
0: standpoint to do something like that yeah the opportunity thing is a huge one too because i was talking to a kid last week who's having an awesome year where he's at right now and now teams are getting interested right so he was talking to me he's got this opportunity this opportunity this opportunity and then a couple teams in his league now are asking have been asking their team about trading for him and whatever so he we we were talking he was asking me what i think about possibly doing this possibly doing that and where he's at right now he's getting the best opportunity that he's going to get, right? So I said to him, I wouldn't fix something that's not broken necessarily where you're at right now. Is it like he could move on to a higher level and that eventually needs to happen. But for the time being, it's like you're in a really good situation. Why would you want to change that up? And for teams that are asking to trade for this kid, it would be like, okay, unless they're going to guarantee you which how can they do that, but unless they can really make a case that you're going to be the, their top guy or in the same role you're in now with your team, then why would you do that? Why would you Why would you lose the opportunity or go somewhere, go to a better team and get less? You know what I mean? And that's that's an, the flip side of that, that trade situation, right? Where it's like, if you want to go somewhere to get some more opportunity, that can be huge because if you get lost in the depth chart, you could be a really good player. But if you never get the opportunity, that's the biggest thing with if you want to jump to the next levels, you have to play. You have to get the opportunity to be a go-to guy and to be a guy, a guy that can change the game. And if you don't get that opportunity, it's really easy to get drowned out because there's so many guys that are going to be looked at first because they are the go-to guy. So if you can make, you can make a trade where now you'll go from the third line right winger to the second line right winger and power play time. So that totally changes your whole game. Like you're going from you're going from 12 minutes a night to 17, 18 minutes a night, right? Which is huge. That's way different.
1: Yeah, you know 100%. I mean? Yeah. So I wanted to say, like, why would? Here's here's a, another side of it. Why would a trader player want to get traded? So a lot of times people don't think that maybe the trader player asked. Yeah. Right. So it's not always the, the teams are a bunch of assholes. Sometimes yeah, yeah, players yeah. ask for it, right? Yeah. So why why do players ask for trades? Typically, the number one thing. What would you think it is? Opportunity. High time. Opportunity and high time. Yeah. Yeah. And. So but here's a tricky thing, right? This is where where kids or players have to be uh, uh like what I always say is don't overestimate how good you are and don't a- underestimate how good everybody else is because you could request a trade thinking that for lack of a better term the grass is greener on the other side but that doesn't that's not necessarily the case. You actually don't know like you you better have a really 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 good idea of what situation you're in. At currently, and you have to have a really good idea of what type of player you actually are. So, for someone to even want you, right? If you're not getting a ton of ice time, what would, would make you think that someone is is really that attracted to to make a trade for you? Number one and then if you do get if you do do that and you know you don't have a uh, a general manager or coach that can communicate well with you and say oh yeah you want out of here you're out of here instead of sitting down and say okay like I want to explain something to you okay you're a third line center yeah you're not on the power play yeah uh, you you might not get this but like you're you're you know you're valuable you're doing this stick to it um, if they don't have that or or and then explain to them if we if you if we trade you it might not be a better situation could be worse it could be much worse you might your billet house might not be as good you're you're you might think you're going there to be on the second line or the or the third line or on a power play but that might not be the case you might not be as good as you think you are and you might have to or you might even go there and have to start from the bottom again and you might not be getting the ice that you're currently getting here uh, you might go to this team and the general manager manager trades for you but the coach looks at you as one one look at you and he goes I don't like him and you don't get that opportunity so you got to be careful if when you want out that you didn't solve problems first so having said that if you are if if you're in a situation where for for good reasons that you want to get traded um well before I go into that is this is why it's val. this is why it's very important as a player to not only be a player on your team that is not tradable, right? Like, so that, what I mean by that is that you play so well that the team has would never want to get rid of you. They still can, or there could be reasons why they would. But you play so that they like this kid is like this is a non-untouchable, uh, and you play that way so that you can be tradable, so that you are a commodity for other people if it ever comes up to that way. So that you you make the best of both worlds. Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: for sure. I remember that that ha- that exactly what you just said was pretty much the situation for me when I got traded. So it happened was that the, when I was playing junior, I was in that situation where I was like one of the top players in the league at the time and the, my, the team that I was on didn't want to trade me. And just because of like the team circumstances that were going on, it wasn't a good situation outside of the, the on-ice play. Like it was all the extra stuff around that was an environment that I didn't feel like I had a choice. I feel like I had to go. And then, the team I got traded to—it was a—it was was a better situation surrounding the team, but it was a worse situation in terms of the playing, right? So I went there expecting I'm gonna hop right in and be right be right back to where I was, and like the coach had other plans, and I I that was something I wasn't aware of that was it wasn't communicated to me. Obviously, I wasn't prepared for that. So here I am thinking I'm gonna jump in there, and it's gonna be a better situation and it was th- quite the opposite like the team situation was better with the team that i went to and that i'm i'm i was thankful for that because the team that i came from was an absolute disaster but in terms of the on-ice play it was it was not a better situation at all so i was hoping for something different and then i got smacked in the face with the reality that hey man it's not just going to be better because you want it to be and that's something that you have to be prepared for if you're in that situation as a player cuz a lot of guys when they start to play junior, it's real easy to say, well, I'm just going to get traded because things aren't going your way. Right. It's a very common attitude where something's not shaking the way you want it to shake. And, and whatever the reason is, you're just like, I want out of here. Yeah, and then, and it's, it's easy for the teams to say
1: that too. We'll just trade these guys. And it's like,
0: you know, um,
1: it's, I, I, I I'm a big firm believer that solve your own problems first. So like, cause I got a, a couple guys that played us college too. And they, they, Switch schools it turned out that it wasn't any better anywhere else like so so what was the problem and that's what you have to ask a lot of the times what is the problem so sometimes you're just on a team where you're never going to get a shot or you're not their guy okay i get that but you have to look inside and 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 say okay like i'm not playing the way i could could play is it the coach's fault is it the team's fault like because maybe it is, but what can I do to make it better? And we've talked about this several times. So the first thing you have to do is you've got to look inside and say, okay, where where do I need to be better? Have I finished hits? Do I my I scoring goals? I'm supposed to score goals. Am I scoring goals? Am I making plays? Or do, like I, when I make a play, is it is it end with me? Am I in the gym? Am I am I showing the team that I want to be here? And all these different things. So once you so if and then you got to give that an honest shot to fix. Have I talked to the coach? Have I, I said coach, I, 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 I am not sitting here bitching, but obviously as a hockey player, I want to, I want to move up in the lineup. I want to have an opportunity somewhere else. What is it that I'm missing? What is it that I can do better? And not just for words, but to actually get some feedback from your coach. And when you get that feedback, do it right to the best of your ability. And if you take care of your own self to make the team better, and that's another thing: Are you doing it to make the team better or are you better? Because that's an important thing too, right? So when you look at all these things and you you put an honest effort into making yourself better, and it still doesn't change, okay, maybe a maybe a change of scenery will be better. But until you do that, you'll never know, because if you go if you go if you bring your same self somewhere else and your same self hasn't been your best self, then that that's probably not going to change a whole lot of things.
0: Absolutely, man. I'm clear as day. Clear as day. Remember this exact thing you're talking about? Like this was my whole mentality. So I went from I was on a team where I was the go to guy because it was a weaker team. And on any team I could have been a go to guy, but in my first situation it came easy. Like I could I could cut corners, like I could do things that weren't necessarily best for the team, but I was just better than everybody on the team. So it was me and one other guy as forwards on my um my first junior team that we were the guys that ran it for my the last stretch that I was there. So I could get away with those being more selfish because there was nobody to take my spot, right? But then when I went to this other team, it was much more of a battle. And although there was a lot of circumstances that I didn't have control over, that had the adults that were in charge behaved the way that I think they should now looking back at it, it would have been much better for me. But for me personally, I didn't do some of that stuff. Like, I didn't think, have I done every single thing I can to make this situation better? And I know for a fact, looking back, I did not. You know, there was a lot it's of the, the hardest thing to do, right? It's like, taking the ownership, man, it's so yeah, hard, man. The
1: hardest thing to do is to sit there and say, I'm not good enough, or I'm not working hard enough, or it's my fault. That's the hardest thing to do. So hard, man. It's just easier to blame other people or say, I'm better than that guy, but he's getting the opportunities. The coach doesn't like me. Um, I'd be better off somewhere else. Just the easiest thing to do. The hardest thing to do is to dig deep, to actually dig deep, actually dig deep and say, this is where you're falling short and you need to be better because it's, if you watch enough video, if you actually sat there and watched video of yourself, like unbiasedly or you, maybe even critically, you'll find some stuff. For huge, sure, man. For huge. sure. I can think of huge.
0: all the things right now for myself, like going back that I could have done different or done better. And man, I would absolutely die to have this perspective when I was playing junior like it would have just been so beneficial to have or to have someone explain to me (laughs) you know that's the other thing and that's what I that's kind of what I mean when I say that it would have been nice if the adults were were more like the adults and how they communicated with the team but but that's not you don't get that all the time right and so to be able to take the ownership and say hey like have I actually done everything I can do to make this situation better before you go say hey I want to jump ship to go to the next place because if on some level you're part of the problem you're bringing the problem. You know what I mean? It's not just going to be the problem goes away because you think that it's somebody else, right? So that's why it's it's important that you you're careful about what you're what you're asking for, right? If you haven't done the analysis and really tried to solve your own problem to the best of your ability first, then you you're just going to the problem's going to follow you because it's attached to you to some degree, right?
1: Yeah. Well, and and the other thing is you have to remember that this is just. I'm, this is not being disrespectful to coaches. This is just reality. Like if you play four years in the OHL, NHL, college. Well, college is a little bit different. They have a little bit more stability, it seems. But you, if you play four years in one spot, you're probably going to be there longer than the coach, anyways. So if you have an issue with the coach, that you're probably going to outlast them. I, I, actually, Adam said that when he did a podcast with us when he was playing in Chicago. Keenan was bagging the shit out of them, and he was just getting frustrated. And he said, S- "Steve Smith grabbed him and said, just 'Just don't worry about it. You'll, you'll be here longer than this guy.'" <laughs> and it's funny when you get that perspective, right? So you, sometimes you got to just plug through things. Thing if if you do your if you do your thing long enough, like with all seriousness and hard work and fixing problems and fixing your your deficiencies and just trying to make yourself a better player and practicing hard and doing all the right things. Normally, if you have the that basic base skill to be there things will work out I know you know it's
0: one, It's really one of the hardest thing man like I remember the but that's why when we talk to our guys now that are here training I try so hard to explain this type of perspective to them like the all the the cliche things you say control the controllables make sure you talk to your coach take as much ownership as you can but it's so hard to do like I remember it's so hard to do as the kid and, and maybe had I had a resource of someone giving me this information, it would have made it easier and it would have been helpful. And that's what I'm hoping when I'm trying to communicate it to our guys. But it is like, I don't know why that that maturity, like having the maturity to be able to do that when you're in those, those years, it just, it just doesn't, doesn't happen a lot. And so hopefully like hearing the information, being exposed to it when you're in those years, the 16 to 20, when it's this type of situation is possible, maybe that's something that will better equip the kids to deal with the situation. Cause man, it would have been so helpful to have that that like level headedness or the maturity to be able to self-analyze. Oh, and thing and whatever, you have right? to
1: have the maturity to listen to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When I look at, I know, I know I talk to my son or other kids too, but just my son's my son. Right. So sometimes I'll talk to him and, and, and there's a huge, huge, huge message that I'm giving him not to be hockey dad. Just like there's a huge message there and it's like, yeah, yeah, dad.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's hard to grab. on And then, him, and then he
1: circles back. He's like, yeah, dad. Uh,
0: yeah yeah once it's his yeah, idea. Yeah. yeah exactly but right? like hey
1: se- he just turned seventeen.
0: I know that's that's he part turned of the-
1: seventeen man I don't expect him to be uh running for president here or yeah, yeah. he's like he's he's an intelligent kid, yeah, but like there's only so much that that brain can absorb right yeah and, and understand like as matured as he can be mm-hmm. it's not uh you know so yeah there's as much as you are willing to and and at that age is as much as you're willing to admit that you need help with. Right. So, yeah, that's a hard thing for yeah. sure. So uh, what's good about trades? Well, it could benefit a player because uh, as well as the team, that's a, that's a good thing. You know, you come to a mutual agreement with your team. It could be everything it could be good up until this point And the, you have a conversation with your general manager and he says, listen, we have an opportunity. We thank you for everything that you've done for this organization. So far, we can move you to a team. It would help our team uh moving forward you know whatever the circumstances are and i think this will be a good for- fit for you you can look at each other and say yep okay eric thank you i i appreciate it and i'll go there and both parties are happy so that's a good thing it doesn't have to be a a bad breakup right yep it's a it's, it's a positive um obviously it could be a new energy new start for both right but for the player as well, it could be a brand new energy brand new start that's all good um what you have to remember when you get traded though if you do if you were in a trade market is the positive side that you have to look at is someone wants you, right? It's not just if someone's getting rid of you. A lot of people look at it that way. But there's a team that's sitting there Go, yeah, Eric, we want you to come to our team. That's a positive. And it's what, you, what you do with that opportunity is up to you. If someone wants you, that's a good thing, right? Yeah, for sure. So, um, and that team trading for you might have a better role for you. It might even suit you better. So, it might be the best thing ever that ever happened to you. No, and then just obviously the negatives, like I said earlier, is sometimes the grass isn't always greener on the other side. So if you initiate a trade and, uh, um, you know, you go to somewhere where you think it's just going to be great, sometimes it's not going to be as good as you thought it was going to be. Uh, again, billets, um, that, that could be a thing where you live, uh, the coaches, all those different things. You might overestimate how good you are. And you might might overestimate or underestimate how good you had it somewhere. Right. Like your billets, that's another thing. You could have a great place and then go somewhere. It's like the whole city. Like everything about it's like, oh God, I don't like this. Right? Traveling around, people forget. Um and then the negative too is that you 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 form a group of buddies when you're on a team. And that's the that's the hard part is leaving your group of buddies that you've you you know, you battled with and just hung out with and became very good friends and and those real critical points of your life.
0: Yeah. So definitely yeah. I think sure. a lot, maybe the last thing just to leave something with the uh, with the adults. Yeah. So if you're a mom or dad in a situation where your your kid might get traded, is thinking about getting traded, is thinking about asking for a trade, or they end up actually getting traded, it's over. What maybe some some perspective as a parent in that situation? Maybe like obviously it depends on what the circumstances specifically, but kind of just some things for parents to think about maybe for the trade and and from the kids perspective like what they might be going through or how you can be supportive yeah, in I that situation?
1: Pa- i think parents have to like parents have to be the adults like again we go back to solving problems and like the easiest thing like that's what i mean like kids will be a reflection of the parents a lot of the times so when things go sour or things aren't going exactly the way they want it to go and they they talk about getting traded get me out of here that kind of is a reflection of the parents a lot of the times because a good a, a good parent i guess i'm just thinking it i don't know how 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 else to say that but a good parent that has a good perspective on their kid like if charlie was to say to me dad i want out of here i don't say okay let's get you out of here you're not happy that's not that's not the conversation we would ever have right and to say that that conversation has never taken place i'd be lying because every kid does it because you want it to go perfect for yourself so every kid sits there, like, so I'm talking as an adult, right? Every kid is looking at, I want to be on the first line. I want to be on the power play. I want to be on the penalty kill. I want the coach to like me. I want, I want, I want, I want. When you don't get exactly what you want, you think you can get it somewhere else. So your job as a parent is to be able to look and say, okay, so you're having a little poopy pants here today, right? You didn't get the shifts that you needed, whatever. Like, and then, so your job as a parent is to explain what the, the best you can what they're going through and you don't have to be a hockey player to understand this you have to have some like life is life right like you always said you don't go walk into a company and start off as a cfo you start off and you work your way up so like that common sense you go, can go to hockey whether you play the game or not so Okay, son, so you're having a, a bad day. What is it? Okay, so did you talk to the coach? Have you talked to the coach? Have you done this? Have you, you go through all the problem-solving things and say, you know, explain that the grass isn't going to be green or somewhere else necessarily. And, uh, you know, explain that there is a a, a battle and a struggle and a, and it's good for you. And to keep working and fight through and find go through your problems. So that's number one. That's what I would do first, okay? If it gets to the point where the team, like it's they're talking to you, as an adult, and or, or the inevitable is gonna happen, or it's a serious conversation that it's best for both parties that it, you, we move your son. Okay, <clears throat> now as an adult, you look at it and say, okay, this is the reality now. Why is it better, you know, how's, how can it be better? How do we deal with this? How do I deal with my kids' emotions? And you talk them off the ledge. So number one, and, and I would be very guilty of this, first of all, I'd say, okay, right, I'm just being honest. They said, uh, there's, We're looking at trading your son. I I say, okay, not here, not here, not here, not here, not here, not here. As an adult. Because, number one, I don't want him to live eight hours away. If I could control that. I want him to be in a situation where I feel they're good, like, very, very well-run teams. Right? That's from the adult. But what does he want? To play. Wants to play. And maybe... What you want as an adult isn't exactly what they want, so it's a discussion with them, right? Yeah. So, do you want to go to a, one of the teams that's maybe like Northern Ontario, where you're eight nine hours away from home? Is that what you want? Um, Because if that's what he wants and he thinks he can excel and he's making a decision, then who am I? Who am I to say no? That's not a good idea. Discourage that, right? So, it's um discussing w- what he wants and 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 just taking him through having the proper attitude towards this.
0: Yeah, for sure. right.
1: That's the most important thing. And then just your due diligence of just, uh, you know, having adult conversations with your current team and GM and all that kind of stuff, like adult and thankfulness and all the respect that they they deserve. And then when you go to your new team, go there. If, if you get traded, go in there with the right attitude that you're going to work and you're not anything special. And, you know, it's just it's the same thing over and over. But making your son aware that, okay, you're going to have new billets, you're going to have new new issues and all that stuff, I just want to make your your son's transition as easy as possible from a, that you can just concentrate on the hockey part and with a good attitude. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Awesome advice. I don't know if that was
1: a good sentence or not, but.
0: No, it's good because parents don't know, man. It's, you, if you haven't been in that situation or you haven't been traded before, you've never played, yeah. any kind of sport at a level where these kind of things happen, it can yeah. be hard to know. Like, well, what it, So like we talk about it and it sounds like, yeah, obviously you're going to run through the checklist, but like people don't even know what the checklist is. Yeah. Right. So it's important
1: to, but initially what happens a lot of times is parents, it's like, it's freak show right away. Oh yeah. Like yeah. if and you look at it through youth hockey and you look at through all the way up when one thing doesn't go right, it's, it's all negative and it's a freak show. Missed a shift. I've seen, I don't you know, talk to parents and kid misses one shift and it's a dad's like, what the hell's going on here? Well, it's one shift. There's a, a thousand reasons why he might have missed one shift. Maybe he's got to get a, cha- a skate blade changed. Don't freak out. So like, if the coach yells at your all these things. Don't freak. There's a reasons. And and I think that's the number one thing for parents is don't freak out. Have a rational conversation and don't make don't take your kids' emotions and make it worse. Because I definitely would have the ability if if uh, my son was emotional about something, either way, good or bad to turn it up about 10 notches. The the, the point would be is if your, if your son was having that attitude is to say, okay, okay and then and, and find how to make it better. Coach has a lot of decisions to make, not just about you. Right?
0: Yeah, for sure. Man, my make me real thankful for my parents. Cause they were exactly that all the time. My dad and my mom, both. It was always like, okay, hey, let's like take a step back, talk about what's going on, figure out what the, the best decision we can make with the information we have at the time and all that. They were, they were great with that. They never, ever did the, the gas on the fire deal ever. Good. You're lucky? So, uh, really lucky. Because then when when it came down to it and then we had to make a critical decision, I can now look back on it and feel like no regret about any decision I made because it was the best that I could make at the time. I couldn't have done better. If I went back, I would have made the same decision again because that, that was the one to make at the time because we took the time to actually do the problem-solving steps, right? So it's important as parents because it's really easy to fly off the rails. I don't have kids, so I'd, I don't know what it's like to... You know, look at your kid in a tough situation or whatever. But um I can imagine and having been a kid in a tough situation, I can imagine from the parent's perspective that real easy to fly off off the handle like you're talking about. So. Yeah,
1: but as a parent too, is just don't don't also remember it's like the prince the school teacher calls and says, Yeah, uh Johnny got I'm gonna use Eric instead. Eric got in trouble at school today. A lot of parent a lot of parents will make excuses for the kids before it starts where your kid could be the asshole. It's the same with, with um, when, when when they're away from home and they're playing in these situations and, and you get one perspective and that's your kids. And you might say, are you working hard, right? You, are you, you working hard? Yeah, I'm in the gym every day. Okay, that's good. Are you though? Are you actually there, number one? Number two, when you're there, are you actually working hard and is there a purpose? Like, are you actually doing the work? Is it productive and are you just there because you have to be? Like, there's a difference between doing it well to the best of your ability and actually being focused and just saying you're being there. So like a lot of times parents freak out and defend their kid before their kid needs to be defended. Yeah. Maybe the onus is on their kid, right? Yeah, for sure. So good
0: perspective for mom and dad. Uh, That's a good place to stop. So okay, let's stop there. Yeah. Okay, bye.